yes, I know what you're thinking. Um, there hasn't been any two human people for, I want to say weeks, but probably closer to months. Um, sometimes life gets in the way. Sometimes technology fails us. Sometimes those things happen at the same time. We do refer to it into the podcast, but there is a couple of lost episodes, um, which I thought could have been recovered, but are are in fact completely lost to time. So apologies because you missed out on at least three hours worth of good material, but hey, that's in the past now. What we've got for you now, now there's a couple of hours worth of recording here and I've actually not finished editing it yet. So I don't know if this is going to be multiple episodes or if we're just going to give you one big bumper episode. I'll see if there's a natural cut somewhere. But we're coming back. This is not a season two. We just took a a small break. Call it a little mental health break or whatever. Just took a small break, but don't you worry. We are right back at it again. Now, this recording you're going to hear was actually recorded a couple of weeks ago. So I don't know how relevant it is in today's world. However, some of the stuff we get into is quite interesting about mental health and stuff like that. So definitely stick in. Maybe the references are a bit dated. Maybe the world has totally changed in the last month or however long it's been since we recorded it. But we'll have fun. You'll have fun. Fun is guaranteed. Uh, Well, maybe not necessarily guaranteed. Like You can't hold me to it. Um, Also, side note, if anyone wants to be a podcast editor and would like to start on a podcast where we can pay you a small amount of money, please hit me up. Um, Anyway, theme music. Take it away. I can't even exist in my own home without being harassed by ghosts. Beings being beings. Yes, beings being beans. (laughs) Beans, beans, beans. (laughs) This isn't a podcast for details. Don't come here for details. Come here for half-remembered stories and people forgetting Eartha Kitt. That's what you're here for. Record. We're recording. Record. Gorgeous. Hello, Francesca, Jemima, Elizabeth, gender. Yes. How are you and your exposed chest hairs doing today? I'm doing okay. Um, today's uh, today's a weird one. Like, I'm not sad. Uh, I got. I finally got some storage for my room. <gasps> So, oh, oh, I want to see that. I want to see it's that. It's just three lovely. It's I, I just got like basic like that kind of cloudy clear plastic boxes, but it's mm-hmm. just three nice. How neat, many liters? Uh, Tell me I how many liters. I think they're thirty liters each. Oh, I love that. So yeah, it's really good. Like, it's just a lot of shit. Like all of my wigs are in. Well, not all of them because there's some on the wall, but like all of the not as nice wigs. <laughs> are in a, yeah, are in all room. my all my like styled wigs would sit on heads, and then all the wigs that were either like fucked had a hairbrush still stuck in them, straight, or I just had looked at ages just lived in like this big um, like you know those like moving bags you get that are like box shaped yeah. but they're like a bag with a zip, yeah, very like that. So like my yeah, it always looked like my wigs lived in this like grand go to the market in Blackpool kind of bag, <laughs> very stylish, very fashionable. Love to see it. Um, but I think I've opened a floodgate. So I got the storage, and I was like so happy putting stuff away, so I know where it is. And 
I went on Amazon and I bought a makeup organizer. <laughs> mm, see, this is it. This is how it starts. Oh, we love to see it. But also, this is where my year is going. I bought I bought indoor house plants. <laughs> <gasps> Excellent. So welcome to your mid twenties. It's a nice place to be. One of the plants will die. Oh, absolutely. And you'll be really sad about it. One of them will die. If not, maybe all of them. But it's fine. I accidentally killed a rubber plant. I'm really sorry. Um, I feel really bad about that to this day. Um, but I accidentally killed a rubber. So sorry to the plant parents who are listening. But yeah, I killed a rubber plant. I felt awful about it. I learned and uh, and we moved. We grew. Let me let me get the names of the plants because I feel bad that I don't remember them. But they were quite lengthy names. Um, I don't like. I only know the names of my plant because I've got really simple like plant names. I've got like rubber plant, peace lily, Bethany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did make people name my plants, but then because one of them actually no two of them died, so I was like, mm. so I I didn't know the name of one of the plants that died though. So the pot sizes are eleven centimeters and thirteen centimeters. There's three of them. That's a good size. Um, and I literally just typed in like what plants are easy to take care of and don't need too much sunlight because I only really have a roof window. Um, yep. And I got. Uh, an areca palm, samuokulka, uh, mm-hmm. and they're all just different kinds of leafy, ferny kind of plants, essentially. Um, just to take up space and give me oxygen, you know. Yeah, you don't have to worry about them being cat safe either, because you don't let the cats in your room. I do. Where's my cat? Now. I've started letting them in more. Be careful with the plants, because some plants are toxic to cats. My cat seems to think she's a fucking veg- like she thinks she's fucking vegetarian every single time she likes saunters around my living room, ignoring her food entirely. Her bespoke, special, expensive food that I buy her to eat my flowers, which is why I've got these flowers here, which have been half eaten by the cat. Thanks, Neeks. I'm I'm literally gonna look that up just now just to see cat safe. I don't know what it is, but cats are like, oh, will that kill me? Well, I definitely should put it in my mouth. It's like babies, but they're hairy and noisy. I think babies are noisy. Mm. Now now you've got me going. I'm, like, worried. <laughs> How are Just, you doing? Um, if you... <laughs> I'm good. Um, I sliced my thumb open, which was a really fun and enlightening experience. Um... I got very close to arguing with a very old drag queen on TikTok earlier. So, you know, perfect day for me, really. Wait, um, who was it? Are we allowed to say? Uh, I don't actually know their name. It's the, you know, the Glasgow Pride TikTok competition that's going on at the moment? No. It's like you win like 400 quid. Um, there's, I only know two people who are in it. And you would only know two people who are in it as well. I don't know who any of them are. Like one of them's like an ex-pantomime dame. A bunch of them are people who have never done drag before. One of them doesn't wear makeup. Um, it's a really it's an interesting cast Right. I won't take anything away from the cast but one thing I did notice I was like oh hey I see that no women have made the cut is there a reason for that and they were like oh well you know we picked our 10 best contestants and we really hope that we can do it again so more people can apply in the future and I was like you didn't really answer my question so did the women not make the cut or did no women apply because I know some women who applied mm-hmm. and, um, and I also know some women who applied who are better drag queens than some of the people who've made the cut 
Um, and I know that because some of them are people I've judged in competitions before. So I was like, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, and they kind of just came back to me with this like airy-fairy answer of like, oh, well, we picked the 10 best contestants. We didn't ask anyone's out of drag pronouns until uh, after we'd made our selection and things like that. And I was like, I'm going to put my phone down. And I'm going to record this podcast, but I will probably come back with more questions soon. <laughs> God, there's just, there's no reason why you shouldn't have, like, all kinds of diversity in your drag competitions. There's really no point. Yeah, and I think as well, given that it is all Glasgow-based queens that have to apply, you can only apply for the Glasgow-based queen. As someone who was a, not a, technically a Glasgow-based queen, even though I was in Edinburgh, but as someone who is part of the Glasgow drag scene, as someone who was a... you know, femme performer within the Glasgow drag scene, as someone who was literally in a group full of other femme performers in the Glasgow drag scene, and as someone who has two drag kids <laughs> who are femme performers in the Glasgow drag scene, I thought it's really strange that not a single woman made it here. And it's kind of like that thing, like, you know, when RuPaul, um, when I can't remember who it was, I think it was when Monica Beverly Hills came out, and um, she was like, I just want to assure everyone that the only thing that we scream oh, yeah. for is charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. And I'm like, yeah, but when you see an actual cunt, you run. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you run. Don't act like you don't, RuPaul Charles. Yeah. I'm finding more and more, obviously, like... But... Sorry, I, I tripped myself up in my brain. But I'm finding more and more recently... I will just catch myself noticing certain, like, microaggressions. Stuff that I would say, like, even up to, like, last week. And now it's just, and like, every so often I'll just be like, oh, yeah, that is, why Why would you say that? And yep. I feel like a lot of people aren't noticing that as much. And it's not to, like, say that they're not trying, but I'm just like... Is it, is it my place to um, tell people to try harder or is, should I just be like trying to teach others like, hey, this is, because I feel like in a way it's my opinion and I shouldn't be impl- like implanting my opinion into it. I don't know. I keep yeah. talking myself through I think it. a lot of people go through these um circles especially when it comes to things that are maybe not things that directly involve you Mm. and like one of the things is you've got to look at like the situation and also what you offer the situation now if i'm sitting in a room full of my peers in drag and we're talking about um like we're, we're talking about a room full of mostly white men an occasional woman definitely all white though oh yeah and someone says something out of turn or someone makes a decision that will actively disadvantage people of color within our scene then at that point yes you absolutely speak up because not only do you have a platform and influence in that area but also there's no opportunity for them to do it themselves however if you were to make a like video to put online on tiktok or something like that where you're educating people on like black history well or 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 something like that you don't really need to do that because there's plenty of black people talking Mm -hmm. that you just highlight that voice yeah it totally depends on where you are like i've had certain situations where i have uh like because i had the platform that i did in drag which was a very unusual platform for women to have the only other woman that really has a platform like that is october and even then that was that that's still semi-recently 
a lot of the time men would speak for me and I'd have to remind them that I was there and that's where the that's where the rub is. But if it was three years ago where there wasn't any women um in the in, in the situation that I was in by the time I quit drag to say, Oh, actually yes, we do need to have women at these shows, we need to do this, we need to do that, we need to do this, where it's got to the end where I was like, mm, actually <laughs> as the expert <laughs> I think I'll I'll throw my little ten feet fence in, thanks. But um yeah, I think it it totally it's it's entirely situational. Like I like Okay, well I okay. yeah. I was gonna say I'll just give an example because at this point I like if there's one thing I hate, it's when people are vague, like about things that shouldn't be vague. So I'm literally just gonna give like a real world example and get your opinion. So I noticed that there are, uh, there are still people with bigger platforms than I do, uh, who are cis male drag queens, namely that use a lot of AAVE and I don't know if it's my place to tell them that because they have a platform in which other people sh- are able to speak up against it mm-hmm. but I don't know I don't see that a lot I don't know you know I've thought about this as well and I'm I'm good friends with Oh yeah, like I, I, I want her to but, do well and do better, which yeah. is why I kind of want to bring it up. But like, I feel like it would just be seen as an attack. Yeah, and I also think we can also the bleep out the name stuff, like, if you want. I don't. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, uh, yeah, actually, maybe we will. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I've thought about this, and I've also thought about how do I sort of broach the subject for them. And the thing is, as well, they've got fr- they've got people who are closer to them who probably should have had that conversation before now. And I don't. I, it's like, do I put myself in the situation where I'm the bad guy, and I'm also talking about something that I don't own? Yeah, that that's the thing. Like, I don't want to like make it my argument, but also I don't see anyone around them talking about it. Mm, yeah, no, I've noticed that. I'm not really sure what to do with that. Cause, like, like, I have thought about this, and every single time I think about all the possible options and things like that, I draw a blank. And I kind of feel like it's probably something that, like, people on Reddit and other forums and things like that have probably talked about. Mm-hmm. And I'd be interested to know if they know that, but I don't know. I, do, I don't know. Like, I'm not one to go on Reddit, but I might have, like, a quick look to see if it's, like, a topic of discussion amongst people just because obviously I think it also doesn't help that I I don't really I go on social media a lot but I don't really Mm -hmm. like look for these kind of things so I'm not helping I don't know how Reddit works yeah I don't know how Reddit works the only things I've seen from Reddit have been things that have been like chucked in my inbox where people have been like oh this person's talking about you and it's never in a nice light so I'm like thanks (laughs) Thank you. I needed to be told I was fat by a stranger on the internet today. Thanks. I think Great I job. was mentioned on Reddit <laughs> twice uh, when they were casting season one of UK Drag Race. And it yeah. was just like one of those videos where it's like, here's people that don't show up a lot. And it was one of me. And I was mm. like, I've been mm. working for like the last month. What's going on here? <laughs> 
<laughs> I always like I like whenever they do I like debunk season because we're in debunk season right now <laughs> because allegedly somewhere in London right now there's a bunch of queens who are quarantining allegedly 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 and um, there's loads of people who are like this person is doing this live on this day debunked Chanel got debunked the other day I thought that was funny um, but what I think is really interesting is that some of the rumoured cast liked my selfie the other day on Instagram so I'm like I because people are like oh this person posted um on twitter the other day so they're debunked and i'm like i think they're allowed their phones during the quarantine i don't think they're gonna be like okay you have to sit in this room for two weeks um we'll let you know when we're ready like we're just yeah, like, that would be a bit much i know i think i think because people because obviously there's a quarantine situation on the go for a lot of people and even if you're i think just for safety reasons although everyone is in the uk they're just putting everyone in hotels to make sure there's no issues because obviously Veronica Green wasn't able to come back this year because of her COVID status. Um, So I think they're just taking extra precautions this time, which is fair enough. And to be honest, I was quite surprised last time that they didn't have them all... They had them quarantined at home, Mm. but they didn't have them quarantined in a hotel. Um, And I spoke to another queen who I know has also studied law and they were like, maybe it's the legal implications of it. And I was like, yeah, because they've already signed their NDAs and stuff like that. So maybe it is that and maybe there is a bit, because I saw the NDA for this year. um, And it's it's changed since last year, I can tell you that. Um, In a worrying way or...? (laughs) Not in a worrying way, but in a, they've had some lawyers work really hard to make sure that they are not liable for any kind of illness, any kind of pandemic, oh, any kind of, right. anything that's going to throw. So I remember there was a big change in the NDAs between, um, what season was your recon? Was that nine? Ten. Ten? Ten? She was on ten and eleven, was I think. Was it nine? That was the one Aquaria I one. I nine. think that was nine. Oh, nine no, was nine one. was Sasha. Yeah. No, eight was Sasha. Yeah. No, it was Bob. It was Bob. Nine was Sasha. Ten. Ten. So she. So the. So between the seasons where she hurt herself, the NDA apparently like doubled in size, just because before she could have technically have sued them, which is why she did so well in the second season she was on allegedly, and um yeah so the NDA like beefed the fuck up and I noticed that this year it was like the the NDA beefed the fuck up they were like. We are not responsible for any illness. You will have to call, like you will have to be in contact with people. It doesn't matter if you have underlying conditions and things like that. Right. You are taking your own personal risk. So if you had like an underlying condition and you were put in an environment where you could come into contact with people with COVID and caught COVID, you couldn't sue the show for it. That's basically what they were doing. But to be honest, right, the way we're talking about it, it sounds all very like whoosh, 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 shady. It's not. It's <laughs> actually not. That's just that's normal in any workplace. Yeah. In any workplace, like if you're a drag queen, you probably work in an environment where you're asked to not go into staff areas or go behind the bar. The reason that is is for insurance. Like there's 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 reasons for all these things because if you go behind that bar, slip on a bit of ice and break your leg, the company is then liable for that. So whenever you see like beefed up terms and conditions, beefed up this, beefed up that, it's it's not like oh shady shady they're being super shady. It's just a case of personal like company and personal liability and protecting it so it sounds all like ooh shady but it's just normal business practice <laughs> god like i remember but yeah no they've really beefed it up this year i remember reading part... obviously i didn't read a lot of it but i remember reading parts of it when i applied for the first season 
and I was just like, it was just like, it's just like, I wonder, because you're meant to read these things, right? There's like 32 page I, documents, yeah. and you're meant to well, read. See, this. the thing is, you're meant to read these things, but not a lot of people in our community are fluent in like legalese, which is basically what they yeah. write in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, for one. Not only are you expected to know how to read, which like isn't really something you have to do in Dragon awful lot to be honest, but two, you're expected to be able to read quite difficult legal yeah. documents. Like if you were to get that contract, if you were like a on the payroll actor, you had like a um like you had your like, you know, acting union that you were part of and all that kind of shit, you'd have a lawyer look that over, you'd have a manager look that over, you'd have a so a professional body look that over. If you're a drag queen, you don't have that. So they all come to me. <laughs> <laughs> they just throw um, these documents at you like, is this yeah, and they're just like, what does this mean? Can you explain this to me? And also they had like, um, because of the way that legal documents, it's like, there's a bit that you need to sign off and there's a bit the production company need to sign off and they don't mark it particularly clearly because right. it'll be like, um, It'll be like inductee and inductor and stuff like that, and they'll just be like, "What does that mean?" And I'm like, "You sign that line, they sign that line. You don't touch that line." <laughs> like, God, yeah, like I, like even so, like obviously, I as a performer probably will never go on Drag Race just out of principle. But like, even aside from like what the show represents, like being on reality TV is terrifying mm. to me yep sounds awful like i think the, the the whole concept of like one of the big things that's coming up in drag race at the moment is people are talking about the fact that the queens are crying a lot yeah and that seems to be like a big thing that is annoying people and i'm like right in a normal season you are completely um you lose complete contact with your family you're also only allowed to tell like a certain amount of people where you are yeah so you've got that at the back of your mind as well, being like, fuck, how many messages am I going to come back from? You're also fully aware that people on Reddit are talking about you, which can't be a comfortable situation. And let's face it, at this point, you've not even walked in the workroom yet. Mm. You then have to go through a full competition where you are scrutinised every couple of days for the slightest things, be it an H&M dress or a wonky eyelash. You are then, and that you know is going to be constantly reviewed over and over again by various twinks, B-list drag queens and even people like the Vivian who's never once understood a reference to any UK culture ever in her life at all. What I think is so funny is the fact that like Bob and Aquaria got more UK references than the fucking Vivian did. I was like, gal, I know you've been in like fucking Tenerife or something for a while, but the only thing she knew anything about she was like, Lily Savage would never carry a clutch. It was always an over-the-shoulder bag. And I'm like, you thought that Joe Black came out dressed as Princess Victoria, not Prince, Queen Victoria, when he was dressed as an actual building. So <laughs> I don't think you can get upset about handbags. Like, I don't think you can. It's not the importance of being earnest. No one's getting upset about handbags here. Um, handbag. <laughs> I can't hear the word handbag without thinking of that. Oh my god, um, I love that. But yeah, it, it, it's like it, it's like going through like tough mudder, but it lasts four weeks, and you also can't have any contact with anyone in your support group, with the constant looming danger of being sent home, the disappointment that you'll feel after that, and also the disappointment for the people who've been supporting you for so long. Yeah. So like, like I know- and people are also on top. Of, so, 
like I'm thinking about it. So I am for at least a month. I am completely ripped away from my support. Uh, like and all your all your comforts, all, all my your, comforts. your comfy blanket. No, there's no space in the suitcase for that. All of my personal your belongings. Crippling that drug I addiction, enjoy. gal. You're not doing that at the show. <laughs> all of not the, yours specifically, but in general. All of those edibles I was stocking up on, uh, like, mm-hmm. uh, and I, yeah, I'm being judged on a bi daily, or like not bi daily. Is it bi daily? Is it does that mean every two days? I think it's every three days every or so. I think days. it depends on the challenge. Right, so like if they've got a stone challenge, they'll get a couple extra days. If it's like a right, you're doing a TV show, then it'll be like TV show one day, and then yeah. You'll do the walk the next day. So, like, you're doing all this work. You don't know how it's going to be perceived. Even sometimes you don't get... I feel like it would probably be worse if you didn't get a critique. Because you just spent all of that time doing all of that work. And then they're like, okay, whatever, you can stay. And you know what? It's like some people will go two, three weeks without a critique. And they're just like, what the fuck am I doing here? And they're like, am I good? Am I bad? Am I next? Yeah. It's It's the reason why I haven't been out there yet. Because I'm shit middle of the road filler. Like, yeah. That would be what would go through my head. You're also like in the midst of probably the most debt you'll ever be in. Yeah. And not just that as well, right? <laughs> and I, I say this in the kindest of possible ways, especially being a former drag queen. But drag is an industry that attracts damaged egomaniacs and puts a spotlight on them. There is a lot of amazing people in drag. There is a lot of amazing people in drag. And there's a lot of nasty people in drag the same as anywhere else but the second you put a spotlight on those people especially emotionally damaged people like we are including myself in that you put a spotlight on those people they don't become nice people anymore they take a break from being the nice people they usually are especially when they're also in the same situation where they don't have their support group their comforts all this being judged you've got 12 people all doing that at once like, when people talk about the fights and stuff on Drag Race, I'm like, of course. They're like, do you think the fights are real? And I'm like, yes, of course I think the fights are real. I'm surprised no one's actually kicked anyone in yet. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, 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 I've said this and I would stand by it. If I actually did go on a show like that, I would cry constantly. Constant, I cry just watching it. And I'm at home in my fucking moo-moo. So actually, it's technically a calf time. I'm at home in my fucking comfy outfit. With no shoes that have even looked at my feet for the last three months <laughs> in a comfortable wig, or sometimes no wig. And even I'm sobbing. Like, it's a hard show to do. And that's why it really annoys me when people are like, oh, that person's crying. Why does that person keep crying? Or And it's like, because they're stressed out. Like, or, I, cry, I cried at work today because someone was annoying me. <laughs> or God forbid, right, that you go to a shop and buy clothes. I know, right? God forbid. H&M, I don't want to see no fucking H&M. Right. Oh, I will say, look. that was the, the way that it was paired, not great. It didn't It didn't go great. The, the, it wasn't great. But the, to critique someone for not... Like, I just don't think there's any good reason. Like, if, so I'm trying to put myself in the shoes, right? I'm, I've got two weeks before I go on Drag Race. And Mm -hmm. I have the decision whether to live within my means and what I already have and make it work and potentially get ripped to shit for it or put myself in thousands pounds of debt 
just for mm-hmm. the off chance that I make something of this opportunity. Now, I understand yep. wanting to make the most of an opportunity, but I don't think it's worth the trouble. <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> I would rather be the quirky one in the shite wig. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is as well, like, I think... I think- because you notice this with a lot of queens in like the US who haven't been on the show, who have done well off the show without ever being on it. Mm. Um, there's quite a few queens, like, the thing is a lot of them are quite problematic, like T-Rex pre-removal, um, she did incredibly well off the show without ever being on it. Yeah. Um, uh, Realitor. 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 I can't remember. Do you know? I used to know her name, and then one day someone said her name wrong, and ever since then my brain's like real tree, real eater, real. And her drag daughter Patsy Pint. (laughs) (laughs) And her drag son Onyx Ounce. Onyx Ounce. That's a you know what? That's good. That's kind of fierce, actually. If anyone wants that, you can have it. Um, (laughs) Real tree. I've had a meltdown approved. Real tree. Um, they've all done incredibly well without ever being on the show. Even you could argue people like Nebraska, who's technically been on the show but never really been on the show, has done well. I mean, she got paid probably thousands of dollars to do that really awful little like half-hearted slow-mo dance routine where she just threw herself on the stage at the end instead of doing a death drop. I don't. Think, yeah, there's you know that like slow reverb macarena that she did. <laughs> it's just like just because. I mean, it's it's it's. I think it's becoming like a, a new age drag adage, but it's like, are you good at drag or are you thin and white? Are you a hot man? <laughs> like... No, that's totally the thing. Like, like <clears throat> a lot of my friends are women who do drag, and we have this constant conversation of. Are you good at drag, or are you a hot man? And there's a lot of situations where or we are look at you Joey J? <laughs> Who's Joey J? Who's on the newer season? Oh yeah, I don't, I don't watch, I like, watch anything since on- like season ten. So like, it's the I, I'm like using that as an example because it's the most recent one. But it's every season. There's always one where like no one really cares about their drag, but they keep, but they're just they're hot. kept in the season as this kind of like. Oh, a hot guy does drag. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, because they did that with um, Elder Barge, that one from last year, Crystal Method. Really? Do you think Crystal yeah, was she, like the she, hot one from that season? I mean, she is yeah, cute. Yeah, I think she's she was really the hot one from stuff. that season. Yeah, I feel like she was the hot one from that season. I can't People remember. People kept telling me how hot she was. And I have a feeling, well, I didn't even watch the season. Um, well, there was Gigi Good as well, who I think's. I, th- I think Gigi Good is uh, like attractive out of drag, but the thing with Gigi Good is Gigi Good is too pretty and doesn't lean into masculinity that much. Too androgynous a- to be seen as a hot man. Yeah. Um, like, literally, like, when I think about, like, um, Gigi Good's attractiveness out of drag, I think, pretty. The... the- Cock starved, hungry men who watch the show oh, don't Jackie want pretty Cox, typically. I think people thirsted <clears throat> on a lot, actually. Yeah, Jackie Cox he thirsted on as well. But I would say, uh, I would say Jackie Cox is like a really established, like good queen though, because Jackie Cox is someone I've, I've known of for a very long time, mm. enjoyed their work. Um, Crystal Method, I, I, by no means am I saying that these people are not good at drag. I'm just saying for every hot man 
in drag, there's ten women who could fucking run circles around them. Yeah, who are also incredibly attractive. <laughs> like, I exactly this so. I'm I'm going through some uh, a point in my life. <laughs> Trans is having a bye phase. <laughs> where I like get your streamers so, out, folks. <laughs> here's the thing: in my head for so long, I've been like, I love women so much. Women are so pretty, and I love them. And I want like I would spend the rest of my life with women. Like only I I love it. I just yeah, don't. Your lesbian I just potato don't. Colony. <laughs> my lesbian potato <laughs> colony. No, but like, and I was like, I was going through it, and I'm like. So, is is this is this in any way sexual? And then I started thinking about things like, if I were to date a trans man, and they, I like I don't know how to speak about this without it coming across as just uneducated, but like that sounds a little bit. Let's let's roll back okay. into that thought for a minute because. Trans men are in no way a gateway to dating women. Yeah, that's like, I'm trying not to say that, but yeah. I think that's how it came across. So I do apologize. I think, I think a big part of it as well is because in the, I'm going to say gay community because like there's a lot of times when people use the word queer community when we're almost exclusively talking about gay men and gay men yeah. have had so much of a spotlight and a platform. Let's just say it what it is. When we talk about gay bars and they're queer bars no that is a room full of shirtless men that is not a queer bar that is a gay bar <laughs> like, yeah. i got searched going in that is a gay bar I'm not, they don't want me there but the thing with the gay community is that it's so phallic centric mm. uh, people are obsessed with willies in the gay community it is a factual thing that dicks it, are hilarious yeah <laughs> What did God say when he created dicks? Oops. Um, that it's <laughs> At least with mine. In joke. Um. Mine too. Um, but the thing is, like, I think I think because it's such a phallic-centric world that they see, like, tears of men. They're like, men are big, beefy, beef, beef, beef cakes who do the big, beefy, beef cake thing. They've got your big doms. harnesses. They've got your big doms. And then... Underneath that, they've got, like, men who don't fit that criteria, which includes, like, trans men, skinny men, um, although twinks have their own little world, but that's yeah. not really specific on if whether you're trans or cis, that's yeah. just twinks. Yeah, people who lean into femininity, or people who don't lean into femininity, but are perceived to because they're trans and stuff like that. And then underneath that, you've got the drag queens. <laughs> And then outside of that, you've got everyone else just trying to exist in this queer community where we're like, hey, can we have a little bit of space? And the gay men go, no! No. You have a vagina, get away. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think of the point I was trying to make, but then I sort of talked myself into a box. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Now that I'm thinking back at that, that was stupid. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't, sexuality and gender is so nonsensical to me at this point. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, the thing, <laughs> the thing that is really interesting about this lockdown is that no longer, because male gaze has actually had such a huge impact on our society as a whole, not just straight people, but Ma- everyone. That's why there's the rise of the she-thems and everything. Girls are shaving their hair. People are embracing androgyny. People are embracing they-them pronouns because the male gaze has been removed. And even if you do not subscribe to the male gaze, 
your friends and the people who influence you probably in some way do whether they mean to or not so now that you remove all of that your brain gets clarity after 10 months of not you know subscribing to what your friends do or subscribing to what your group does or your community does even though you're not actively taking part in the male gaze it's still very much around you you're like in the bubble of it and now that bubble's burst i sorry i think i just had like a a moment because not like even a week ago i was noticing like i i wear a lot of like big baggy like dressy kind of stuff like i love it i love wearing a lot of black um i'm currently wearing a caftan so i feel you it's very patterned i'm feeling i subscribe to the bob the drag queen school of fashion which is big shapeless sacks Mm -hmm. um and I was a big shapeless stack. I feel very represented. Exactly. So, like, last week I was, like, looking in the mirror as I, I think I was literally wearing this. It's just, like, a big dressy thing. And I was like, it looks like I've given up. Like, I'm not trying to dress up anymore. And then, as you were saying that just now, I realized my idea of dressing up was dressing more masculine and more quote-unquote sexy in order to please other people yeah you want to be palatable for the people around you and the male gaze isn't just what that that women should look hot the male gaze applies to gay men as well like the the male gaze is the reason why they're that um quick trigger warning because i'm going to talk about eating disorders eating disorders body image and things like that are all so heavily they exist so heavily in our community and it's the same reason why we literally categorize people we say you're a bear you're an otter you're a twink like the male gaze exists very much here and also you notice as well that if someone's like a bear and they're in other bears and all their friends are bears they can't date anyone out with that because their friends will go, oh, he's skinny. Why are you with him? Do you know what I mean? I think I hate gay people now. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> welcome to homophobia. No, like, I just, no, I th- no, I, I take that back. I don't hate gay people. I hate... Toxic people. I hate men. I think I hate men. I think I really do. I've watched enough TikToks talking about it but in this moment, I truly feel it. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a really it's... good Julia Sugarbaker, uh, obviously, like, the, the lights, the nights went, that one. Um, there's a really good one that I wanted to put into a mix uh, a year and a bit ago that I'm also reminded of now, which is basically, she just goes off about how men have ruined the world and then their only comeback after she goes on this big tirade is just like there's no need to get angry it's like oh you're just you're very emotional right now and that's I, tea though and i'm just i hate men well the thing is like people are like oh well you know women can use their bone marrow to create babies and stuff like that and i'm like trans women exist we literally don't need men anymore we literally don't need them we have all the body shapes all the genitalia types all the reproductive types that we need i will i will will (laughs) gladly i 
I was about to say a phrase that I do not think should be. I was going to say, I will gladly be milked for the greater good. Oh no! <laughs> Although, not sure if you want what I'm going to be making, but just, I'm, I'm here if you need one. Very creative, smart, and exciting children. I can see it now. Um, but no, I watched this film Very ages ago, and, and it used to be on Netflix. Oh, fucking same here, girl. Um, <clears throat> I watched this film ages ago, and it was, I can't remember what it was called. It was called, like, um, No Men Allowed, I'm sure it was called. Basically, something had happened genetically. And it was, like, done from, like, a documentary point of view, and it was, like, 20 years later, and it was, like, something happened genetically where they just, the baby boys just stopped happening. And obviously this is a very binary thing. It didn't acknowledge trans people or anything uh-huh. like that. It was very much, it was very cishet, but like, and basically baby boys just stopped happening. Every baby that was born from like a, like a certain date and they knew the date and everything, but they were like, no, it's just from then on in, it was only only baby girls. And they were talking about how they were like, well, we've, you know, we kind of had to find a way to survive. So we worked out how to continue having more generations. And, you know, we've got every, everyone's, everyone who's a couple's in like a lesbian relationship and, Everyone's really chill. We haven't had wars in ages. We've actually really advanced every like science and things like that. Like we still have football and stuff like that, but we don't care that much about it. And they were talking about how like there were the like the occasional man who was born or men who were still there lived on like settlements, and it was almost like what I like imagine like um sort of res life is for Native Americans, and it was basically like that where they were like, oh, we've got this like settlement in like Normandy in France, and it was just like a bunch of guys who were in this like sort of like boarding school esque setup, and they were just like, oh, how does it feel to be one of the last men on earth? And it's just like some guy called Jeff being like, yeah, you know, I think it's kind of mental, but. Here we are, like we're a dying breed. It's like I know, I, I know. There's probably lots of problems with that world, but they made it sound really nice, and I would subscribe. That that's literally an episode of Rick and Morty as well, and I hate that I use that as a reference. Oh, but I remember. Yeah, no, I know the one you mean. Yeah, where like their entire their entire world is just advanced past the need for men, and every so often they'll just send this giant ship over to the the male section of the planet to collect the baby to um was it collect baby juices yeah Yeah. collect baby juice Uh, baby juice that sounds horrible i'll never say that again i've seen a drink do i get wine or do i get iron brew (gasps) iron wine oh that sounds terrible actually (laughs) i've gotten to a point in my life now where um the fun way that I spice up my mornings, I um I put Red Bull into a cup. I know it's really spicy. I put Red Bull in a cup and then I add a little bit of like fresh pineapple juice. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. I would recommend it to anyone who's gotten really bored with the lockdown and gets sleepy in the morning. Uh, I mean, I've started drinking Rockstar semi-regularly again and I feel like I'm 17. 200 milligrams of caffeine. That's an entire day's worth of caffeine. It's a lot of caffeine. I used to drink multiples of those things a day. Same. I was a golf though. That's just what you do. That's how you run. Oh, shit. You you need to make sure you have the energy to run away from bullies. (laughs) 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 I need this, otherwise I will die at the hands of a girl called Jade with her Jane Norman bag. Oh, stop. There was a girl called Jade in our school. 
And did she have a Jane Norman bag? Or is that a little no, bit of a what was the one with the monkey face logo? Oh, uh, Paul Smith. I think that's his Is name. it Paul Smith? I think it's something like that. I think that was like the thing when I was in school. Yeah, because what, what year did you start high school? 2007 was my first year. I uh, see. I was I left in 2009, so it was almost like a whole other generation when I went to school. Mm. I don't know what the cool kids were doing when you went to school. Yeah. When I went to school, they were trying to batter me. Actually, that's not fair. Actually, they tried to batter my friends because I remember like one of the big things where I like grew up was like everyone who was like a bit moshery and a bit gothy would be like, "Oh, I tried to walk home from the town the other day and I got jumped by a bunch of folk," and I was like, "How did you get jumped?" How did you get jumped? You're wearing spikes. All these people had between them was one lighter that barely works. You're wearing literal spikes. You were covered in chains. How did you get jumped? How did you get jumped? And I never got jumped because I was like had like a, I always had a good few fags in my cigarette packet to offer out to anyone. Never got jumped once. I was always really friendly with everyone. Never had an issue. But these folk who were like timid as anything would be like, I can't I can't walk through Bainsford anymore because last time I did I got jumped. How? How did you get jumped? You're wearing eighteen chains. Just on your jeans. Have you heard of weapons? <laughs> Obviously being a kid's really hard and stuff like that, but like if you're literally wearing spikes and someone's battering you, use the spikes. I'm just trying to think. I don't think I was ever beaten up from what I can remember from my childhood. But I remember... Oh, I never got beaten up, but I have been in fights. <laughs> I remember distinctly... Um, I remember two things really distinctly. When I was the bully because I was an angry little gay kid who wasn't out yet. And I took... Mm. <laughs> I, I think I tried to fight them, but they were tiny and I don't know. I just feel really bad. I'm having like retroactive cringe... I like took Did a. Did you try and fight some children? Yeah, but they were they were just really small though. They were like I think they were the same age as me. They were just smaller. Um, and I still feel really bad about that. But then, how old were you? I think it was like like twelve. Like I didn't oh, do see much. That's... Like it'd be weird if you were like seventeen and you just started batting be kids. <laughs> just give give them a kick. Um, no, but I distinctly remember in like high school one lunchtime like just walking some to the hall i guess um to go meet like the few friends i had and like a bunch like a huge circle of these like people who i knew didn't like me at the time like surrounded me and started like cheering and chanting didn't like touch me really but like just sort of like bumped it like they didn't do it aggressively it was almost like they danced me to the floor it yeah, was really doing, like, weird like they weird, were like, like hazing rituals like they were like jumping around it was really weird and then i just remember falling and then like running away and nothing else like that ever happened but now that i'm thinking of it that's like a really like i wonder how they planned that out they were like right so what we're going to do is we're going to get in a big circle around the gay one. And then we're just going to jump about and call them gay, but not really hit them. Yeah. Kids do weird stuff like that. 
I think it's because like a lot of anti-bullying stuff went into schools in like the 2000s because like I remember when I went to school in like first and second year it was like no one wore uniforms no one wore uniforms and there were fights all the time all the time and then we got a police officer that was like on school all the time and uh, I, went, I went to a really nice school but hi what's up mm-hmm. and um, yeah there was a police officer that like started like just patrolling the school from like third year onwards but in first and second year it was like fucking no man's land it was like lord of the flies every single time that bell rang and i remember distinctly i can't remember what i said to the guy i know it wasn't anything too harsh because i tend not to go too harsh but i was getting real mouthy with this guy and he punched me directly in the face and i remember like having to go to like the office and be like my eyes bleeding and they were like i can see that and i was like may i have some ice so I had to like sit in the medical bit for a bit and like have ice on my eye and then I got to walk into math second period with this big shiner on my face and everyone already knew that I'd been punched by this boy and I was just like oh no no did you did you notice my black eye no that's not my makeup oh my god like I loved it I loved the attention <laughs> like people like I don't think kids should be hitting each other at school but Loki I was just like Oh no! That's, that's, <laughs> Look at my gorgeous little delicate face. That's like, but nothing happened to that guy. Like that guy square punched me in the face to the point that I had like a massive bruise down the side of my face. Oh, and one girl punched me in the mouth so badly that uh, my braces went through my lip. Here, yeah. Ugh. I got her back though. I got her back really good. But yeah, no, I remember because I had pigtails in my hair. She pulled one of my pigtails, swung me around, and punched me in the face. And I was like, Jodie, I'm gonna fucking get you. My mum was like, we need to phone the police. And I was like, we can't phone the police. <laughs> Kids are fucking That was in like annoying. third or fourth year though. But that was off school premises. That was outside the library. I hate children so much. I know. I can't remember why she punched me in the face because I barely, I barely knew her. It's just I knew one of her pals. And I was pally with one of her pals in like primary school. And then for some reason this lassie decided to not like me because I was a fat goth. Um... And only know that because she shouted that at me as she punched me. So I was like, okay, I see where this is going. And um, I got her back. And now she's like a mum of three and really happy with her life. And I'm still a fat goth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Matt. Like, I'm also at a point where, like, I'm obviously, like, in my mid-twenties. I'm not, I'm not holding the key to the universe. But I think I've reached a point where... Every time I see someone who's happy, I'm like, what are you doing wrong that's making you happy? Like, and, and, what are you not like learning well. about the world that you're happy? I can it. <laughs> well, this, like, video essay, and it's about Rick and Morty, funnily enough, where it's like, um, you can either be, like, Jerry, the dad, who is an idiot, but content. Yes. Or you can be, like, enlightened and realise that the world's awful. And I'm like, oh, no, I know what category I fall into. And I'm like, would I... <laughs> oh, no, not that. Would I sacrifice my knowledge and my understanding and stuff like that? I talked to my therapist about this loads recently, where he's like, have you watched any... Like, do you consume any new media? Do you watch TV? Do you do anything like that? And I was like, no. And he's like, why? And I was like, because I can find problems and everything. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, it's a sin. I thought it was great. I watched the whole thing. But I was really annoyed at the fact that the female characters wouldn't pass the Bichelle test. They don't have any storylines out, outside of revolving around these men and stuff like that. Mm. And I was like, I find things like that kind of problematic and annoying. And whenever I try and watch like normal mainstream television, they make transphobic jokes or homophobic jokes and we're all meant to think that's fine. Yeah. And he's like, 
yeah and I'm, I'm like i can't really enjoy any new media because it ruins it and he's like so you always watch everything with like that analysis and i'm like yeah and i'm like i do it with people as well like i'll be like i don't want to involve myself with that person because they're mildly problematic especially straight men there are three straight men that i'm friends with one is a guy i used to manage at my old job and i sold him weed for a bit he's a really nice guy he's he's only like 22 or something like that but he's a very nice guy any of the behaviours that I didn't like were behaviours that were discussed in a work setting where I was like, you can never do that and here's the reason why. And he's actually become a better person as a result of it. To the point, even his girlfriend was like, thank you for making him a better person. I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> it shouldn't be your job, so let it be mine since I'm being paid to look after him. Um, him, an ex, who's alright but says problematic things. Um, and I mean, like, not so much like he doesn't like make rape jokes or anything like that, but like, he has some stand-up comedy available online. I'm not going to say who it is. And one of his jokes involves... Um, he likes going to women's marches because, as a black man, he could essentially go there with a net and catch women because they all hate white men. And I was like, although that is true, the whole net comment, I'm not a big fan of. Um, so, yeah. And then the third one's just, like, a guy that I'm, I'm fairly friendly with who's non-problematic at all. He's the only straight man I've ever met who's ever just been raised right. I just realised I'm friends with a straight man. I talk. Yeah, we've been friends for regular- years. <laughs> I talk regularly <laughs> to a straight man because I met them. They're like it's uh, this lovely couple that I met through Twitch, and uh, they're called Slugs and Sly. Um, if you're gonna listen to this, I love you both so much. Um, but I just realised, yeah, I talk routinely to a straight man. And he's lovely. Well done. So between us, we know four good straight men. Literally. <laughs> That's it. I, I just I find problems in everything. Like I've got a friend who um she's like in her early twenties and she's like <clears throat> going through her like sexual awakening and her spiritual awakening and stuff like that. And she's like, Do you not find it really difficult to not get the ick at everything? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I get the ick at everything. A man will literally say something mildly. So she's, um, so she's, her family's from Pakistan. Mm-hmm. So she looks like she's from Pakistan. And one of the guys she was talking to said to her, um, oh, I have a fetish for Asian women. And I was like, girlie, no. And she's like, so obviously, like, it's not up to me how people respect the COVID rules. Mm. Um, and I have advised against it on multiple different reasons. She was like, oh, he asked me to go to, Oh, sorry. He asked me to go around to his and he lives alone. And I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And she was like, oh yeah, no, because of COVID and stuff like that, but I get tested at my work and I've had my first round of vaccinations. And I was like, no, 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 no. That man lives alone, says he has an Asian fetish. That's a personal safety problem there. Because if he's already displaying problematic thinking like that, then what's to say that he doesn't know things like the word no? Exactly. Danger. Danger, danger. But then some people would be like, oh, that's like, you know, you can't get the ick from something as simple as that. And I'm like, no, literally, like, in my head, a guy who says something like, I have an Asian fetish to an Asian woman, in my head, he's got, like, that fucking, like, he's got, like, a a toolbox in his bedroom. He's got a saw that he doesn't use for wood. Like, yeah. that's what I think. Yeah. Like even I'm f- I'm finding nowadays now that you're mentioning like finding problems and everyone and everything, like 
there are people who I care about dearly and I have known for months now. And then just every so often it'll come into my head, like really intrusive thoughts, just like, this person has an annoying voice. And then I'm just in a bad mood because mm. I'm like, why why would I think that this person's amazing? Everything about them is something that I like. And the one problem I found is just the only thing I can think about now. So now I'm just in a bad yeah. mood because I feel like I'm a bad person for thinking these things. Even even though I'm not really like, I'm not like saying, hey, you have an annoying voice. But just, I think it once and I'm like, cool, well, this person's ruined for me now. So I might as well just not have friends. <laughs> like I do that. I do that. I get really annoyed. It's not so much like friends, like friends I've kind of like come to some kind of peace with because whenever it's things like that person has an annoying voice, bitch, I have an annoying voice. That's the thing. Like, I'm not special. <laughs> I don't get to decide that these people are annoying, but still, <laughs> it's such a like prevalent thing. And the people thought. aren't annoying. It's just the voice. Like, I get you. I get you. Or like, I'm okay with friends, but see if it's like a romantic interest of just like, you know. Yeah, this is why I don't think I'll ever fall in love because I'll find I'll wa- I'll be around someone for like three months and I'm like, great, this is going amazing, and then they'll be like, n- like every so often they'll be negative or like every so often they'll say, oh, I really wish this wasn't happening or blah blah blah, and then I'll be like, oh, they're such a negative person, why do I even bother? Yep, fully. Or I'll be like something like, oh my god, oh oh, do you know the thing that scares me so much is like straight people on the internet. When they talk about their relationships, particularly straight women, when they talk about their relationships with men, and they talk about the type of men that they date, and when we talk about the numbers of people who have these issues, and I'm talking about, like, you know, like, the guys who don't clip their toenails to the point that it rips holes in the bedding, or the men who don't wipe their arse because they think it's gay. Yeah. It's those types of men. And those men are prevalent. Like, I bet, I think I've dated at least one of those types of men in my life already. I don't date a lot of men. So I'm like, oh, what, what, what if that's the man you end up with? What if you fall desperately in love with this person and then you find out that his toenails could literally bore a hole through the fucking core of the earth? That's scary. That scares me. But, like, because obviously I think that way too. But then I also go, well, who am I to do? to dictate perfection in someone like i shouldn't expect asking someone to wipe their arse is perfect (laughs) i don't think that's perfect but no like (laughs) it's like where is your bar that that's perfect (laughs) the point i'm trying to make is like everything else about them could be amazing and you love them so much they just have this one thing and you're like it's it it doesn't need to be wiping your arse because I think that's 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 yeah. a general hygiene. Oh, don't thing. get me wrong. See if but it's like... things like you know they laugh funny. I can see past laughs funny, or even they don't laugh and they just go, uh-huh, "That's so funny." I could I could move past. Do you know the one thing? Do you know the one thing I couldn't deal with? So, <laughs> over the summer when when we were allowed to mingle, hmm. right? I met this guy, great guy. I don't know why I'm doing the Trump thing where I'm like, great guy. Huge. I've got my little pinkies out and everything. Like, huge, huge guy. Huge. Huge guy. <laughs> um, I am, and like, we both, he's a very interesting person. Really nice to talk to. We both have very similar tastes in music. He is a DJ as well. You know, and he was literally like pulling out these like deep cut songs and being like, do you know this song? And I'd be like, no, that song? I have the album. I have the B side. Have you heard that? Like, it was very, that very good connection. And then I slept with him, and his cum was so toxic, I had to take a pill 
to bring my pH balance back to normal. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck the man eats apart from like he must eat fucking toxic sludgers. <laughs> okay, Franz is left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for anyone who can't see, Francis is currently climbing the wall and laughing. We just I don't know what. And the thing is, he was such a nice guy, and like that's not even a subject you can like approach. What am I meant to tell him? <laughs> you come at it. Like, what do you say? I just imagined like a Marvel superhero movie about a guy that comes acid. Honestly, it was so bad. It was so bad. And I can literally remember the way it smelled and everything. I was just like, what do you eat? It's like, do you snort Red Bull? Like He said he was on a paleo diet. I don't know if that was something to do with it. But I was like, what do you eat like exclusively like lime rind or something? Like what do you eat? Something that you eat is fucked you up. If that's what your cum smells and feels like, what the fuck do your shit smell and feel like? I don't know if I'm biased, but my I feel like my cum tastes great. And I eat like shit. I think everyone feels that about themselves. Have you ever tasted your cum? Mine. <laughs> On occasion. Um <laughs> I keep it in Depending a jar. It's, it's fine. Yeah, um, um, no, I have to say, I've 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 experienced a lot of come in my life, but never anything quite like that to the point where it actually felt like toxic waste had been deposited in and around me, and I was upset about it. Um, <laughs> Your cum was so, so toxic yeah. against superpowers. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. But yeah, no, I got a little. Um, like pH balance suppository, so that was good. Thanks, Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the thought. Like you just like you're sitting there the next day, and you're like, I have to take a suppository Fully. to rectify the atrocities that this man has bestowed upon me. <laughs> I just, I cannot work out what caused that. I cannot work out what caused that. Well, they say things you shouldn't eat, like, you shouldn't eat a lot of dairy if you want it to taste good. You shouldn't eat, like... Yeah, but the thing is, like, I've I've, I've dated long-term, lived with guys, had boyfriends and things like that, uh, you know, who have had horrible, horrible, horrible diets. And I know because I've literally sat in the house and watched them eat horrible, horrible food. And it's just been, like, you know, good run-of-the-mill. That's the thing. This stuff... I swear to God, if he'd got some of it in his desk, it would have burnt through to the flat below. <laughs> the blood like, from Alien. <laughs> how that man still has bed sheets at this point is a fucking mystery to me. I. That's amazing. <sighs> have I ever told you how much I love you? <laughs> that, <laughs> that was so fun. I love that. It was really gross. I'm glad my pain was someone else's pleasure. I'm the just... sex wasn't very good either. I never judge someone on a first time though, because people tend to get a little bit like nervous with a new person. You don't really communicate effectively until you get like into the rhythm with each other and all that kind of stuff. But the toxic come was where I absolutely draw the line. And I was like, I can't ever. And he messaged me, like sort of a couple months later, and he was it was like one of those like, are you up? Like stupid messages, like first thing in the morning kind of thing. And I was like, for you, no, I'm asleep. <laughs> 
I've been sleeping since I've seen you, and I will continue to sleep. <laughs> I'm fucking sleeping beauty, bitch. I'm never waking up. <laughs> Your cum killed me. Know that. <laughs> know that. And that's the title. Come oh, I'm thinking about me. it now. It makes me feel sick. Oh, I need a big glass of wine after that. <laughs> They're gonna write a true crime documentary about the, how the gum <laughs> killed you. <laughs> and this is where we will close off the podcast for this week. But don't worry, we do have a part two and maybe three of this conversation. Um, so if you want to binge them all together, then binge them all together. If you like pain and suffering. But um, yeah, we'll be back soon with some more fun chat about pH imbalance. Come, um, actually, I believe I'll start talking about a murder mystery after this, so it's probably going to be down those lines. Um, bye. See you next time. <laughs>